This is Horsepower Happening. Tear up the body panel, fine. You know, you can bend those. You could have destroyed the whole race car, if not worse. I don't have any problem racing each other and trading paint and moving people. I mean, that's it's a short track bull ring. This is not Daytona. From the MCRP studios in the Motor City. But I do know also one thing. By the time I'm his age, I'll have more than 100 wins, and I promise you that. With Zach Heiser. Fager leads him down on the bottom side of the racetrack. Moyer trying to make something happen on the top shelf. Big run. He'll cross over now down the back straightaway into turn number three. Moyer puts the binders on Fager nearly on the bike. And Rich Frank. Any progress, Zach, that they made on the last stop, they ruined on this one. So now they're really trying to get this thing off the ground. From the Motor City Racing Promotion Studios. Hey, guys, this is Ford Hodge. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion, Rusty Schlink. This is Bobby Santos. This is Travis Stemler. This is Travis Brady. This is Andrew Shai. David Melky. Josh Fry. Ryan And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans. Welcome in to Horsepower Happenings. After we took the holiday weekend off last week, a very packed show in store tonight, and we are so glad to have that problem. <laughs> oh, welcome in, and before we get into all the stuff that's got the show packed up, we need to take a look at some things that are happening in a Motor City Minute. Next week's NTT IndyCar Series season opener at Texas Motor Speedway will go forward as planned without fans. Despite new approval from Texas Governor Greg Abbott for crowds of up to 25% maximum capacity to attend open-air sporting events, no changes will be made to the June 6th Genesis 30, uh, excuse me, Genesis 300 to host fans. It's believed the timing of the new statewide permission gave the series and the circuit insufficient time to orchestrate ticket sales, security needs, parking, concession, and all other layers of coordination required to introduce fans to the venue. Round one of the shortened season will be aired live on NBC at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. McClure, Ohio native Rusty Schlank has had a very hot start to his 2020 season since the loosening of restrictions began. Schlank notched his third Super Late Model feature win this weekend at Oakshade Raceway. Schlank's other two victories have come at Merritt Speedway and Clarksville Speedway in Tennessee. ARCA and Toledo Speedway officials announced last week that Saturday, June 13th, will be the rescheduled date for the postponed Arkham and RZ Series event from May. Unfortunately, no fans are allowed and only essential race officials and staff are permitted at this time. Brad Keselowski was in the right place at the right time yesterday at Bristol Motor Speedway and picked up the win in the Food City Presents Supermarket Heroes 500. Keselowski was the beneficiary of contact between Chase Elliott and Joey Logano with two laps to go. The win is Keselowski's second since the restart of the NASCAR Cup Series season. Those things and so much more happening in a Motor City 90 seconds, Rich. That's how much stuff we have to cover tonight. The Motor City Minute is even long. <laughs> Zach, I am, I am in such a good mood. You can go another 30 seconds. I don't care. Uh, man, I just found out today establishments that I may or may not frequent are open in a week. So, uh, uh, so I'm ready to get going. And we may may even get to a few racetracks uh, pretty soon as well with the announcement made today. Yeah, so Governor Gretchen Whitmer announcing that gatherings of 100 people or less are approved, and there's a little bit of confusion right now about the wording of the executive order as to what that means for recreational businesses such as your racetracks, if they can open uh, and maintain social distancing, if they can open at 50%, or if they have to follow the 100 people or less rule. So it's going to be interesting to follow along with that, Rich, over the next 
really a couple of days because a lot of that stuff was effective immediately while other stuff effective starting on Monday. Yeah, really, we don't know. We're going to have to keep our eye on it. This is about uh, seven hours or so old. So, you know, it's all brand new to everybody. They're probably all meeting now, figuring, going through everything to see uh, what's going on. But uh, we'll just have to see. But, Zach, we got to start out the show tonight. Um, We hate we hate to do this. But, uh, you know, a sad news in motorsports from this weekend um, in our Michigan auto racing community that uh, Michigan Motorsports Hall of Famer, and longtime member of the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club, Jay Woolworth, uh, passed away this weekend. Over the years, Jay was a fierce competitor, but always a true sportsman and a gentleman. He was voted the Fan Favorite Award by uh, Michigan Racing Scene Magazine back in 2002 and was honored at several area racetracks as Sportsman of the Year. And, and Zach, you know, any of us who've raced for a long period of time have raced against uh, very talented individuals uh, on and off the racetrack. Uh, I have had the privilege to race against two Michigan Motorsports Hall of Famers in my life, Bob Stute and, uh, you know, and Jay Woolworth. So, uh, you know, the, he's going to be missed. Um, he was 83 years old, and, and, and of course, he's going to be missed by everybody in our racing community. Yeah, there's actually a, a great photo circulating uh, around the inter- internet right now, around social media, of you side-by-side side with Woolworth from the then Spartan Speedway. Looks like you're going down the backstretch. So. Um, and by the way, we discussed that it looked as though you were being overtaken, because you know, most people don't run the high line at Spartan. So <laughs> I had a big run on the high side, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> You go ahead and you go ahead and stick to that story, Rich. We'll let you. Hey, let's move on to some things happening. Brandon Shepard launched his Rocket One Racing number one to victory lane on Saturday night at Davenport Speedway's Half Mile Dirt Oval to complete a weekend sweep of the Inside Out Doubleheader presented by Hoker Trucking. Shepard conquered the quarter mile in thrilling fashion on Friday, drawing fourth in the Morton Building's feature redraw. Shepard had to start the 40-lap feature from the outside of row two behind Frank Heckenass Jr. and Ashton Winger on the front row. It was all Heckenass at the start as he rolled the inside line aboard his number 99 JR. Bobby Pierce quickly worked by Winger to move into second with his eyes set on the first career World of Outlaws win. It became a Land of Lincoln 1-2-3 when Shepard brought the high side to life and ripped the fence by Pierce and then by Heckenass to take the lead on lap five. While Shepard was in command, the front runners behind him continued to swap spots as Pierce, Heckenass, Chris Madden, and a charging Jimmy Mars dueled. A debris caution on lap 27 created a restart. Pierce hit the outside wall so hard that he knocked signboards off the fence onto the racetrack. Following the contact, the number 32 slipped on the restart, letting Mars and Madden by, with Pierce eventually falling to sixth. In the end, Bishop drove away to a over two-second advantage as he crossed the stripe for his 58th career World of Outlaws Morton Building's Late Model Series win. Mars and Madden would complete the podium. The World of Outlaws Morton Building's Late Model Series will take next week off as invited competitors nationwide uh, go to the Dirt late model stream event at Eldora Speedway on June 4th through the 6th, an event that uh, is causing a little bit of controversy on social media today. So it's uh, it's an interesting racing world right now. It sure is, Zach, but we're going to go back to pavement because we haven't had a whole lot of that recently, and we finally got to a pavement race this weekend uh, for Champion Racing Association, uh, running their last race nearly four months ago, the ARCA CRA Super Series, the JEG CRA All-Stars Tour, and the Van Hoy Oil CRA Street Stocks were all in action at the Lebanon I-44 Speedway 
for the Lucas Oil Show Me State Showdown on Saturday. The event was originally scheduled for Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway, but due to the COVID-19 shutdown in the Nashville area, the race was moved. The, the Jake CRA All-Stars Tour kicked things off on Saturday with a 100-lap feature event, and Bubba Pollard uh, bided his time and made some late race moves to park his number 26 Pro Late model in victory lane. Pollard passed former Lebanon I-44 Speedway track champion Cole Williams with seven laps to go uh, to pick up the win. A yellow on lap two, uh, saw the after a yellow on lap two, I should say, the field saw a 99-lap run straight to the finish uh, that saw just eight cars finish on the lead lap. Pollard rode in third for much of the race while Williams and pole sitter Cody Coughlin set sail to the front. Uh, he made his move in the final quarter of the race, uh, getting past Coughlin for second and dispatching Williams soon after. Uh, the late battle between Pollard and Williams was a fierce one, though, with Williams doing everything he could to try to keep Pollard at bay. Ultimately, it took a dirt track style slide job. Zach, I, I'm sure you loved that. Uh, in turns three and four to clear Williams and pull away in the final seven laps. He was getting loose off and, and uh, he was having problems with lap traffic. And I knew we had a shot, Pollard stated. It was one of those racing things. He's protecting the lead and doing what he was supposed to do. And I had to figure out a way to get around him. I pulled off some sliders like in the dirt car and made it happen. Williams, Stephen Nassi, Cody Coughlin, and Travis Braden would complete the top five. Well, as exciting as that race sounded, Rich, it was the nightcap that really grabbed everyone's attention. And let me tell you, it took some time to grab everyone's attention. The ARCA CRA Super Series put on some of the best racing seen in a long time in their 125-lap feature event, and it was spectacular to say the least. Portage, Michigan's Carson Hosevar worked his way to the front and by the halfway point set sail. With some great racing throughout the 25-car field, it looked as if Hosefar could put this one away... But <laughs> it wouldn't be. Late in the event, sparks could be seen coming underneath Hosevar's number 14 machine. And on lap 107, uh, for you math whizzes, that'd be about uh, 18 laps to go. The unthinkable, a flat right front tire caused Hosevar to park his machine at the top between turns three and four, avoiding contact with the retaining wall. The caution would come out, and with his chance to win seemingly over, Hosevar limped his machine down pit road. He gained a new right front shoe, and Hosevar, he had other plans. The 17-year-old blasted his way back through the field after starting, uh, restarting rather, uh, around 10th. Brighton, Michigan's Kyle Crump and Pinellas uh, Park, Florida native Stephen Nassie put on a show for the fans, battling lap after lap for the lead. And as the laps wound down, the duo could not hold off a charging Hosevar as he passed Nassie on the final lap to complete the comeback and win his first career ARCA CRA Super Series race at Lebanon I-44 Speedway. As he climbed out of his car to a roaring crowd for his efforts, the battle at the front was nothing short of thrilling. Now, here's the deal. Uh, Rich France got a chance to catch up with Kyle Crump, who was a part of that amazing finish toward the end of the race. Here's what Kyle had to say. Well, back in the pit area after the Lucas Oil Show Me State uh, Showdown here at 11 on I-44 Speedway, and we're with uh, one of our own, uh, made the trip down here, Kyle Crump out of Brighton, Michigan. Man, you had a solid top five car all night long, but uh, you know when things happen, you you had you gave Stephen Nasty everything he could handle tonight and almost got you a win. Yeah, I knew I had something for him <laughs> when we got those cold tires after that restart, and you know I had the perfect car to catch him, but the worst car to try to pass him because I could beat him in the center, but he had to drive off. 
and uh, the way this track races, you run the second groove here. So in order to pass somebody, you need to get underneath them. Your car needs to still turn, and you need to throttle up. And I kept, <laughs> I kept getting into him in one and two a little bit, or he'd get loose. I'd, I'd get that nose underneath him, and then he'd run me real tight down into three. And, you know, we bumped doors a few times. It had to have been a hell of a race to watch. But, you know, I just I couldn't get by him unless I really was going to move him up the track. What are you thinking? You're running third, and you see Carson get that right front go down, and, and it really changes the whole ball game at that point. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had Johnny Van Dorn in my ear, and he's yelling at me, save tires, save the rear tires. So I was kind of riding back there. I was watching Carson and Nassie work the lap traffic, and about 10 laps before his tire went flat, I, I start to, I, I like went for it. I start, stopped saving tires, and, you know, I think he had something going wrong before it because we started catching him a little bit, but, you know, he had a rocket tonight. But when he, uh, when he went off the track, you know, I knew that this is my shot. I'm going to have a shot at it, but I uh, couldn't make it happen. And then, then you guys are inside of five laps to go the last couple laps, the last lap, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And um, there's Carson Hosevar out of nowhere from 10th in about 10 or 12 laps. Uh, and he kind of gets you guys both in the last two laps. Yeah, yeah, I heard he put a new right front on because that one went <laughs> down, and, you know, that's a game changer right there. Yeah. And I heard he had to start ninth, so, you know, he didn't have too many cars to work by, but, man, that's impressive regardless. But uh, if, uh, if my spotter would have let me know that uh, he was coming, I think I would have stayed behind Nassie and rode with him for a little bit. So maybe he wouldn't have caught us, maybe he would have, but it would have been fun to see. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you, you did Michigan proud coming down here, man. You had a heck of a run. Who all do you got to thank on this car that makes this possible? Yeah, I got to thank Stan and Judy Rosen. You know, this is a really far trip for those two, and, you know, spent a lot of money to get me out here to have fun driving a race car. And, yeah, I think Johnny Van Dorn, he came down and helped us. And uh, Butch, he's down here helping Carson. You know, we swapped a lot of notes around, and, you know, I feel like, that, that helped us you know we were one of the two fastest cars tonight i felt like and uh my parents my girlfriend you know my friends took a lot of time out of their life to come down here make this all possible for me now we're, we're both from michigan so what's next on the schedule i mean none, nobody really knows what the heck's going on you guys got any plans yeah, so we're, we're playing it by year. I think, one, we have Anderson June 20th. That's the one show we know for a fact that's happening unless something changes. But uh, the plan is just to run the ARCA CRA shows that are near Michigan. Uh, we're not going to go down to Bristol or Nashville if that happens. But, uh, you know, we're just going to run the close ones and see what happens. All right, Kyle, great run tonight. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you, guys. Rich, I just, I'm just i trying to figure out real quick how, how Lebanon I-44 Speedway is close to home, but Nashville and Bristol aren't. aren't. But th- th- that, that's beside you know that's beside the point for Kyle Crump. He had a great run, and looking forward to seeing what he can do. Now, as we continue to talk about this event from I-44, remember Stephen Nassi t- inherited that lead with just a handful of laps to go, and Crump was giving him everything he had. Well, Nassi seemingly had uh, the car to win, but following his second-place finish to uh, Carson Hosevar, Rich France, uh, you had a chance to catch up with him back in the pits to get his thoughts on his performance. Well, back in the pit area after the Lucas Oil Show Me State Showdown here at Lebanon I-44 Speedway, and we're ca- caught up with a gentleman who's been on the program a couple of times. Uh, first of all, Stephen, man, you had, a, you had a really good hot rod all night long staying in that top five. Yeah, you know, um, the goal was just to save the tires. Um, I knew uh, I knew once you let him get away from you, it was going to be tough to tough to control the car, and you know you could see that from the uh, the last ten or so laps there when I was trying to fight those guys off. It, uh, I, I gave it all I had trying to run down the 14 in that long green flag run. I, I really do feel like we were running him down. I was you know a tenth uh, tenth and a half better every lap than him. Uh, you know making gains and, and just one of them unfortunate things. You know he blew a right front tire. 
I uh, was able to come in the pits and, and change it with a, with a fresh one, and you know that makes the world a difference. Uh, you know the the 131 uh, ran me really clean. Uh, I had a lot of fun racing with him. That, that was uh, that was a, that was a lot of fun. That's a highlight of my weekend. You know I wish we could have uh, battled it out more with me, him, and, and Braden. Uh, you know on our old tires, but uh, it's just just one of them deals. You know we all got kind of unlucky, and the uh, the 14 got lucky. So uh, you know we'll go home and, and work on it and uh, try to be better next time. What are you thinking late in the race? And you see Carson, the tire goes down and go up there. What what? I mean the caution comes out. You know he's going to have a. He's not going to go a lap down. I mean, I mean, what's the first thing when you saw that? What went through your mind? Uh, you know, I just, obviously, I can't, I was happy, uh, you know. It made my race a little bit easier, you know, even though I was catching them and, uh, and faster every lap, I, I still had to pass them. It's one thing to get to somebody. It's another thing to race by them. So, uh, you know, I thought we got pretty lucky there. And then, I mean, I had no idea that he was coming coming so hard like that. And, uh, you know, next thing I know, he's running me up the track to uh, to get, get the good run and, it's just uh, just one of them deals, man. You know, I can't be too upset about it. It's racing, and uh, I know we put a good show on for the fans, so that's all I can ask for. I, you know, I tried to cross him up there, and I just I couldn't get to his bumper. You know, I wanted to tap him and try to run him back to the line, but uh, I just couldn't make it happen. Uh, but the Jet Motorsports team and every, everybody, they uh, they gave me a, a heck of a car. Uh, Gator, Brimbo Brakes, he, uh, he helped us out all weekend, and, and uh, just everybody that, that puts in effort, you know, I couldn't do it without them. And, you know, we were up front in both cars all weekend. Uh, you know, in practice times and in the race. So, uh, you know, we can't be too sad about it, but, uh, you know, we need to work harder. Yeah. And we talked to Kyle just a little bit ago, and and he even said, you know, you get a bright, new right front tire on the car, it's going to make it a rocket ship. Um, but, I mean, he, you guys had a great battle. He gave you everything you could handle, and he ran you clean. Um, a lot of talent in that 131 car, huh? Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't get the opportunity to race with him a whole lot. You know, whenever I come with CRA, we get to run him with each other. Uh, he's definitely gotten better over the years, uh, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I, I, I think we would have run, you know, door to door there till the end. I think he's that kind of guy after how he run me. You know, he had every opportunity to jack me up really bad and, and just run away with it. And, you know, I feel like every time he got into me, he kind of let me gather it up and, and we raced on. So uh, you couldn't ask for much more than that. That's good hard short track racing. And, uh, you know, we both can't help it uh, with a tire situation. Situation. It's just it is what it is at this point, and uh, we got to move on to the next one. So we're all from Michigan, and we have no idea when we're going racing next. You're from Florida. What do you guys got going uh, next on the schedule? Uh, you know, I believe in a uh, couple weeks we got Pensacola coming up. They got a doubleheader deal going on over there where it's a Friday-Saturday deal, uh, you know, pretty big money paying. Uh, so, uh, you know, we'll be over there. And, you know, I know there's a lot of races being planned. Uh, I just hope we can stay with this pattern we're having. You know, I've had a, the opportunity to run a few races already, you know, since the, the whole virus deal. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can just keep on digging and don't get slowed down again. All right. Steven Nassi, thanks for taking some time with us. Great run tonight, man. Thank you. All right, well, and, of course, Carson Hosovar gets the win. Nassie comes home in second. Crump third. Snowball Derby champion Travis Braden finished fourth. And Clarkston, Michigan's Michael Simcoe completed the top five. A nice run for uh, Simcoe there as well. The Van Hoy Oil CRA Street Stocks also put on a great show in the event uh, with their 75-lap feature. Colby Ling got the win, leading the final 67 laps. And so, Rich, uh, we come off that event from Lebanon, Missouri. We come back home, and we're kind of like, oh, I don't know, but... Some exciting news is, is uh, as we opened with, going on in our state, and some exciting plans right now laid out. Yeah, a little more noise on the pavement side when we got back to the state. Uh, Galesburg Speedway officials announced this weekend that their 2020 opening night 
is now scheduled for Saturday, June 13th. Uh, with Now that we know that the safer at home uh, order is gone, this may help them out a little bit uh, because that order was lifted this afternoon. Um, now they are hoping to receive approval with 50% capacity in the grandstands. And as we've been saying a lot lately, stay tuned, Zach, uh, especially with all these changes uh, helping in our area. Uh, changes could come very quickly from the local authorities and the governor's office. Well, we should mention that racing was held in the state of Michigan. It's been the exclusive hotspot for racing, and that's Merritt Speedway. Uh, full five-in-one program greeted fans of the Northern Michigan High Bank. Uh, Cody Bauer found his way to victory lane for the first time this season, besting Donamar Coulier, Eric Spangler, Chad Finley, and Travis Stemler, picking up the $2,000 prize. In UMP Modified Action, Colin Thurlby led all but two laps on his way to victory lane, ahead of Jeffrey Erickson Jr., Luke Hubble, Caleb Kill, and Brent Banning. And other winners on the night included Gary Vandermark in the B-Mods, Austin Harnick in Pro Stocks, Tim Anier in Factory Stocks, and Nick Genema picked up the win in the four and six cylinders. They will, of course, be back in action this coming Saturday night with a uh, special event uh, coming up this weekend for the Pro Stocks, paying a, a special prize to win. So uh, looking forward to that at Merritt. Yeah, we couldn't be two places at once, so uh, we'll have to get back up to Merritt and see some more. We had a great time on Memorial Day weekend. But, Zach, this is our favorite time of the show. We have, usually have some fun. It's Here's the Deal with Rich France. But uh, Rich France is in a pretty good mood today after some <laughs> pavement racing all weekend. And uh, especially with the announcements of the day, uh, I'm going to be on the positive side. But I understand my partner, Zach Heiser. Uh, is a little upset. I'm a so, little uh, fired up today. I'm a little fired yeah. up today, and I don't know what sparked it, but I, I this I woke up today and I thought, you know what? Here's where I'm coming from. Racetracks in the state of Michigan need to follow Mike Blackmere's example, and and here's what I mean. And maybe they are. I should I should I should say maybe this is happening, and I don't know about it. But from what I can tell, Mike Blackmere did a fabulous job getting Merritt Speedway able to not only host races but to do so with fans and social distancing guidelines for where he's at and as we know the only reason that he was able to do that Rich France is because he put together a plan he typed it out he put it on letterhead he presented it to officials and officials may have said no we don't like that try again and so he worked with them he formulated a plan and he worked his tail off to make sure that race fans and race car drivers could get back to their track. So here's the deal. Why am I upset? I'm upset at the racetracks right now in the state of Michigan that continually post, we will remain closed until the ban on mass gatherings is lifted and the stay-at-home order is lifted. Then we will return to the racetrack. What I'm upset about, Rich, here's the deal. No more sitting and waiting on other people to determine your fate for race car fans and race car drivers. I'm calling on action for racetrack promoters and racetrack owners to put something on letterhead, present it to local officials, and try your darndest to get racing back in the state of Michigan. I think here's the problem, if I can enlighten you, young man. Sure. And you'll yeah. understand Let why. me know. Okay? All right. Uh, on a way, Speedway raced last weekend, mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend. They were... They're up north as well, obviously. Um, It's a different world up there. We went up there, and it's a different world. They didn't have the issues as we did in mid-Michigan and in southern Michigan, okay? Uh, The 
pandemic didn't affect them and hit them near as hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that uh, when we were in town up there. You could see the fans. I, I, I was up there taking temperatures of these people. I, th- I think out of all the people, one guy had a temperature and it, it probably had nothing to do with it, but they made him go home. Down here, it's a little more serious, Zach. We've had 5,000 deaths in the state. I think these, I think the promoters down in the state want to make sure they do the right thing. They don't want, they don't want to be the track that opened up, had 500 people, and now they have 50 cases of COVID uh, a couple of weeks later. They do not, they do not want to be that example. We're, we're almost there. Uh, the governor is talking about going to the next step, which is we, where we could fill the grandstands over 100 people. Uh, in less than 30 days, by July 4th, she wants to do that. Let's be patient. Let's get some, give these guys some practice time. Uh, open these tracks. Get a couple weeks of practice in. Uh, you know, these guys haven't been on a track all year. I, it, it could be the ugliest thing in the world if you open up and nobody's had, had any time in their cars. That's not a good thing for anybody either. I say let these, let these, te- let these tracks get a couple weeks of practice sessions in. Get everybody on the same page. And, uh, you know, I was thinking this afternoon, wouldn't 4th of July be awesome? Everybody <laughs> goes racing that weekend. It's the it, it's it celebrates our country's freedom. Every racetrack has fireworks and we open them all up. I think that would be fantastic. I think it'd be fantastic to put some plans on letterhead and be racing by next weekend. Now that the stay at home order is lifted, um, it'll be interesting to see. So uh, I, I don't know. I hope that some tracks uh, no longer want to just sit on their hands and let uh, government officials tell them when they can and cannot do something. Let's put something on paper. Let's put a plan in motion and uh, let's try to get something approved because uh, race fans right now, quite simply, are being robbed of uh, of their of their uh, of their season and and uh, you know there's some major revenue dollars that are not flowing right now. Um, so I, I think it's time for uh, for some public input to be made to uh, some some local officials to try and get racing back so there you go a little different here's the deal tonight because zach was fired up and zach wanted to voice his opinion on horsepower and, happenings here this and, evening and zach should be just a little patient we got big news today and i think that's going to help Rich, i really th- i think today's a big day zach i'm a millennial i'm a microwave society man i want it now i want it right now i want to go racing this friday saturday sunday monday tuesday i just i just want to go man i just want to go so cool well i know we'll get there hey exciting stuff people are racing and we're uh, we're getting race car drivers from the state of michigan racing other places as well carson hosevar after his big arca cra super series win coming up after the break chad finley still ahead on the program tonight as well don't go anywhere you're listening to horsepower happening when the call sounds from race control hello yellow yellow bottom of one yellow 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 bottom of one top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals for motor city racing promotions to respond Highly trained men and women in uniform systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP Safety Team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co. 
and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. Looking to solve a suspension issue on your current vehicle? Suspension Max is a service and solution-based manufacturer of automotive suspension and specialty parts. Based out of Bay City, Michigan, Suspension Max has been serving the automotive aftermarket as well as engineers since 2002 and produces specialty suspension components for original equipment manufacturers and government contracts. To learn more about what they can do for you, give them a call at 1-888-629-9226 or go to suspensionmax.com. Suspension Max, the leveling kit experts. Hey, racing season is here. It's underway, and we know that you are tired of using that old pump jack and jack stands to try and get that race car in the air. And we know that you don't want to spend a lot of money to improve your setup. So insert Hubco Metal Fabrication. Racer-owned and operated, Luke Hubble knows the value of good quality products at a fair price. Right now, 24-inch pit lifts with a hydraulic pump start at just 8 hundred and seventy five dollars out the door see you later upgrades like powder coating led lights and a waterproof pump cart are available as well you want one you know you do check it out place your order all you got to do find hubco on facebook you can log on to hubcolifts.com or you can call luke up yourself 269-838-0029 to get in touch with luke hubble and hubco Fabrication. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen, and you're listening to Horsepower Happening. Welcome back to Horsepower Happening. Zach Heiser, Rich France with you on a beautiful Monday evening, the first one in June. Rich, it's time for our first interview on the night. Let us know who we're speaking with. Well, Zach, this young man was the 2017 Super Late Model Champion at the Berlin Raceway. He's currently racing part-time in the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series for Nice Motorsports while still racing the Pro and Super Late Models. And boy, uh, as we saw, he picked up a huge ARCA CRA Super Series win on Saturday uh, in the Lucas Oil Show Me State Showdown at the Lebanon I-44 Raceway, 17 years old, out of Portage, Michigan. Carson Hosevar, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. Man, before we get into the weekend, um, it what we've been going on here, it had to have been frustrating, um, you know, with this pandemic. You can't get out there and go racing like you, like you want to. Um, how are First of all, how are you and your family doing, and what have you been doing to stay busy these past few months? Uh, we've been doing good. I appreciate asking, but uh, overall, it's been frustrating not going racing, but overall, there's more stuff going on in the world, and, and just glad we're starting to get back racing, but I took advantage of playing iRacing a ton, getting, still trying to semi-stay in the seat, uh, even if you can't do it real life, but then uh, when stuff started to open up, we started testing and trying to get in the shop as much as possible and get back to work. Now, I... We'll go back to Saturday now, and next to you, I think I had the best seat in the house because I was in the flag stand, and, uh, man, you had those fans going wild, and I've never seen you so excited in my life. Uh, talk about, about that for a minute. Yeah, you know, that's the stuff you, you dream about for sure. You, know, you always dream about going to a racetrack and just being dominant as we were and having that heroic moment of, you know, making a mistake and then just blowing back through the field like like it was just a movie or something and and then just have the crowd's reaction and just it was just a unbelievable night for sure and and to kind of come back first time out with such a great group of guys was zach dunson butch johnny van doren and 
and most of the guys on my crew didn't even meet each other till Friday night. So to wow. be able to hit it hit it out of the park on night one, that was uh, that was pretty spectacular. Let's go back to the very beginning of uh, the weekend. You were fast, uh, you know, almost every time you hit the track, you were at least uh, somewhere up there on the charts. And um, I tell you what, when it came race time, it did not take you long to find the point, and you were on rails all evening. Take us through the first part of that race. Yeah, well, you know, we we just got out of the pro, and we kind of struggled. You know, I just taken a little time out. That's not uh, that's the same pro I've ran for a few years, and we struggled a little bit, so we were kind of adjusted for that in the super, and just didn't really know if we were going to fight the same things or we're going to be as good as what we were hoping and just trying to take the race, uh, just trying to save tires and trying to control the pace out in the front. And we just were still saving and started driving away. And then the flat right front we thought put us out and we were hoping on maybe getting back to the top five and, and just kept clicking them off and just had enough time there at the end to pass Nassie on the last lap. Yeah, you know, you talk about the flat tire. Rich in the flag stand, I was in the infield, um, and it started as a little bit of concern, right? You'd go into the corner, and we'd see some sparks, and I thought, well, I don't know. Maybe he's driving in deeper. Maybe he's getting on the brakes harder, something, and then all of a sudden, you you shoot off the top of turns three and four. Your heart had to have sank when you felt that tire going down. What was your reaction when it finally did go completely down going into three? Yeah, I mean, I had a, I had a kind of guess that it was starting to go down. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to put the idea in my mind. I was just like, I think something's going on with the right front tire, because <laughs> uh, around like lap thirty or forty, it started just to bottom out the right front a little bit, and I could feel it starting to soften up, and I start getting tighter and tighter, and I was like, man, like I'm still driving away, I still got a good lead, like I was just, just praying it would just hold on, and when it finally did it, I was just, I was just running through my mind. Uh, of making contact with Davidson early, I was like, shoot, I just threw this race away on lap like four or whatever, just just doing a bonehead move trying to get in line. So I was more so disappointed, not shocked or anything, because I had a feeling it was going to come. But um, you know, I was just really disappointed, but never uh, never gave up, never never got my head down, and just went back to work once I got off pit road. So you come off pit road, you get one of them new shoes on there, which you sorely needed. And I got to believe, you know, I, I'm not supposed to be a fan up where I'm at, but I, <laughs> when, when it's under green, when it's under green, I get to watch every bit of the show. Uh, you got to be pretty happy that uh, Kyle Crump gave Stephen Nassi everything he could handle to kind of slow him down to give you a chance to get there. Oh, yeah, I was uh... – I was I was cheering from in the car when I was running about fifth or whatever, and they had a little bit of a gap. I was like, "Come on, Kyle, give him another bump, get him, get him going." Just, uh, I needed every every little bit I could get, you know, and uh, just just able to get the drive off, and just obviously the turn. Uh, I was able to just sail it in so much deeper than everybody around the bottom, and and everybody was struggling to get to the bottom anyway. So it's just I just pretty much had to lane to myself down there, so just was able to take advantage of it for sure. And you were the first car on property, so first off, the first car on the entire property that made the bottom work. Um, how did you know that that was going to work? Uh, even with when people would come out with new tires for practice or qualifying or what have you, no one was going where you were going in either pros, supers, or street stocks. And, uh, man, you made it work really well. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything I, I did. 
I did different. It was just more so that just that's where the car wanted to go. Like uh, I think every we just had that good of a car, and and then later in the race, just that's where nobody was, and that's where I just had to make up all my time. And then, you know, I just pretty much had a lane all to myself, like I said, and nobody could turn down there with 140 something laps <laughs> on their right front. So right. I just had that uh, had that new suit advantage. I had the opportunity to talk to Steven after the race and we had him had a little interview on the, on the show here just a little bit ago. And when I talked to him, I said, what were you thinking when he went down pit road? I said, if he can get through traffic, we are all in trouble because he has that new right front and everybody else is on old stuff. And he thought you were going to be awfully fast and you were. Yeah. You know, we're, we're sitting talking, obviously I want to, I don't want to put all the, as a driver, I want to be a little bit selfish and be like, oh, it wasn't the right front. But uh, <laughs> I think it was a big combination of, of the right front, new right front, obviously. But more so anything, having uh, a fully aired up right front for, the, for what I hadn't had for the last 70 laps or so. So obviously those two uh, had a big impact on it. And, you know, we could talk about this run uh, until we're blue in the face because let's be honest, Carson, this was – a run that no one I think has seen in the Arca CRE Super Series in a long time. And Rich, you can back me up on this. After the race, officials were talking about how awesome this race was overall. The whole event uh, really was very cool. Um, so my final question talking about the race for you, Carson, is going to be, you said that you had hoped that you could at least get back up into the top five. So you get behind Travis Braden. Is there any coaching going on in your ear to hype you up to say you can get to the front go get it because it was, people may forget it was a last lap pass for you to get the win to get around nasi yeah you know my uh you know my my spotter uh zach dunson who was crew chief for me all weekend and butch were were saying uh when i came out pit road like all right bud we're not we're not out of this yet we still get a top five and stuff and we started getting through it and he's he I, I if if he was coaching, I couldn't even hear. It. Like I just, I, I didn't even process anything until I crossed the start stripe for this uh, checkered. Um, but no, he was just getting me pumped up and just keeping me focused. You know, just making sure I didn't sail it in four wide or something, and just trying to keep me level headed to uh, just minimize all mistakes and and take advantage of every every split second. For anyone who wasn't at the event or wasn't watching on Speed 51, uh, you said something in Victory Lane, and uh, not everyone may have caught it. You you mentioned that you don't normally get emotional in Victory Lane, but that wasn't the case on Saturday. Why did this win mean so much to you down in Lebanon? Uh, mainly just coming off of probably my worst year in racing period last year. You know, we had good runs at certain points, and at certain points we were what I felt like was the worst car out there, but, um, just being able to come back and like, I was just really down on myself. And after you struggle for a lot, for many weeks in a row, you start to question yourself and be like, all right, is, is it me? Is it the car? Is it a combination? What am I sending my guys on the wrong path? Mm. And I think we had the conversation about every four weeks last year of just like, all right, like just, we, got to start over like we got to go in a different direction i got to get better car gets better and just to be able to just just pretty much drop everything and restart with zach dunson and van doren racing uh in january this deal came up um wasn't sure what was going to happen and and we've been working on this brand new super late model and they did a 
that thing was definitely on rails and it was definitely cool to get it on night one. Well, I can give you the answer to all that. It wasn't you, trust me, because I don't know a whole lot of drivers that could have done what you did in that short amount of time. Uh, from now on, it's the car, it's the crew, it's everything else. It's not you, all right? <laughs> oh, they're not going to like that if they're listening. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, the crew likes to say, hey, no, it's the driver. Yeah, I know how that that's works. That's right, that's right. Every, it, it's it's always someone else's fault for certain reason. But. Well, let, let's talk about the, the NASCAR schedule just a minute. Um you know, that's been really thrown to the weeds. We don't know, you know, they're they're racing, they're covering races at the same tracks. How is that going to affect your truck starts, or is it? Uh, well, I'm still waiting on where to, until, I, for when I go back racing, I'm not really sure on everything. You know, they got a lot of logistics to go through, you know, with TV and, and sponsors and getting the event and, you know they they're they're pretty much focused in two two three weeks out. You know trying to get fans back to the racetrack. So I don't think I'll have an answer on when I'll be back racing for at least a week or two minimum. Um, but obviously I hope it it comes pretty soon. You know Nice is definitely looking real good, and I love to get behind the seat and make him look even look a little bit better. Hopefully. What are you looking at then on while you're in in kind of limbo? Uh, what are you looking at on the pro late model and super late model side? Uh, our kind of schedule is kind of, uh, just whatever the case may be right now. It's kind of, we, we kind of talked about it a little bit. I think their next race is going to be like two weeks from Anderson. I think I'm going to run the pro late model and I think Johnny's going to run the super and, uh, and then we're going to focus up and, and try to go through the double header at the Pensacola end of June for the double header blizzard series race. You know, we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't talk about this. Uh, it was announced earlier this year that uh, KBR Development was going to cease operations. Obviously, a team that you were uh, very close with and associated closely with for uh, quite some time, a better part of your career. Uh, what was your reaction to that, and how did you come out on the other side uh, You know, with, with everything that went down? Yeah, I mean, I, I parted ways in the winter, um, had a bit of a falling out, and and Zach Dunson, uh, who worked at KVR Development, came over with me and kind of separated. But, you know, I always kept an eye on him. You know, it's it's still, um, you know, when you're with somebody for four years and with a group of guys, you know, you don't you don't just lose uh, all interest in them at all. And, you know, it's it's sad to see the them kind of seize operation. But obviously the pandemic didn't help. And mm. And it just uh, was a sad deal to see go. Well, Carson, as we wrap up, uh, it's been a pleasure to chat with you about everything that went down. So cool to see what happened down at Lebanon. Man, people are going to be talking about that race for a long time. Uh, but I want to give you an opportunity to thank who you need to, uh, who makes it possible for you to do what you do. Well, thank you. Uh, obviously, Zach Dunson, Butch, Johnny Van Doren, um, they did a great job all weekend and, and couldn't be happier to work with them all year. Uh, this year with our late mall program and and GM parts now and uh, Precision Fleet for stepping up and being on board this year with both the late malls and the trucks with Nice Motorsports. So I'm really thankful to have them on board and glad we could get a win for them. And hopefully there'll be more to come this year and keep building that partnership for sure. Carson, thanks for joining us tonight. Good luck with what you've got going on and hopefully we can see you down at Anderson soon. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate the time. All right, when we come back, another Michigan late model driver, but we're going dirt to find him. Chad Finley's on the other side. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Horsepower Happenings. 
call sounds from race control. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals for Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniform systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP safety team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. Looking to solve a suspension issue on your current vehicle? Suspension Max is a service and solution-based manufacturer of automotive suspension and specialty parts. Based out of Bay City, Michigan, Suspension Max has been serving the automotive aftermarket as well as engineers since 2002 and produces specialty suspension components for original equipment manufacturers and government contracts. To learn more about what they can do for you, give them a call at 1-88-629-9226 or go to suspensionmax.com. Suspension Max, the leveling kit expert. This is 2019 Merritt Speedway modified and late model champion David Melky, and you're listening to Horsepower Happen. Welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Glad to be with you on this Monday evening where there's still a lot of questions in the air, a lot of uh, wondering what we're going to be able to do. Hopefully we can break that down for you throughout the week. Uh, a driver that has been able to race, though, in the state of Michigan, and he's one of the few that have got it done so far, is Chad Finley. Uh, and, Rich, I stole your thunder. Usually I let you introduce the guests, but I did Here's the Deal tonight, so I guess I'm going to introduce the final guest tonight, too. Uh, out of DeWitt, Michigan, Chad Finley, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me happy to be on again well i guess uh, that means if i'm going to steal rich's thunder i'll steal the first question of the night as well and chad that is to go back two weekends ago to memorial day weekend when uh, Merritt speedway became the first racetrack in the state of michigan to open up for racing and not only did they open up for racing they did it with fans in the stands take me back a couple of weekends uh, a couple three weeks ago now when you first heard that uh, mike was going to do that mike blackbear from Merritt speedway what was your reaction well, I was actually I was actually putting a bunch of tires together for the uh, Cop Games race out there in somewhere somewhere in I don't remember what state it was actually, but we were putting putting a bunch of tires together and I had about twenty of them mounted ready to go, and then uh, he announced he was racing and about ten minutes later I was in my truck headed down to Motor City to get some thirties, so uh, it was a lot of work that week, but it was actually I mean just super happy to race here. Get a chance to go back to the races, and and realistically, from here at Speedway, I think that uh, maybe they missed what two weeks, Chad. So I mean, things are things are rolling along nicely there at Merritt. You went back uh, this past weekend um, and uh, raced there again. How's the feel been like now with two weeks in the COVID world of racing? Um, I know when we were there during Memorial Day weekend, obviously some safety things were a little bit different, but once the green flag waved, it still felt like a race weekend. Yeah, it was uh, it was good to have a little normalcy back in our lives for sure. Um, you know, Blackmere does everything he can to help us all out, keep us racing, and uh, obviously he had a heck of a plan put there for the health department, and all that stuff. And uh, you know, kudos to him for having that all laid out, and hopefully some other tracks can follow suit here. Now, uh, you know, Zach is all fired up, like we heard in his "Here's the Deal" segment just a little bit ago, but. Uh, 
you know, I'm, I was going to talk to you about something else. Uh, we got to talk a little bit at Merit. Um, things have been tough going around right now, getting a little better now, as we heard today. But uh, I want to find out the good stuff. I want to know how, how your wife, Courtney, and that new baby, Carson, is doing, because you look like you got a whole different gleam in your eye these days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, she keeps me up, that's for sure. Um, she slept pretty good last night, but... She keeps me up, but that's uh, it's it's something I can't describe. It's totally changed my life and how I look at everything. And uh, she's teaching me more patience too, which is also probably good for the racetrack. Well, Chad, I'll tell you this: uh, you, you and I became uh, parents right around the same time, and uh, my daughter's getting ready to teeth. She's pushing teeth out her gums, so it's only going to get more interesting as the time goes, man. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's uh, she's eating a lot more already too, which is uh, she's eating a lot more than she should actually, which has actually been pretty crazy. So. Go ahead. Now to kind of kind of go forward on Zach's questions, uh, <clears throat> you know, a couple weeks ago we had some great news um, from Mike Blackmere. Uh, he's the one that really put himself out on that on that ledge, so to speak, and said we're going to go racing. Um, when you first heard about that, with everything else that was going on, um, what was going through your mind? Because you had to be pretty darn pumped up when he announced that show. Yeah, so I was actually working at the shop, and I think it was like 9.30 in the morning or something. I asked somebody to come in, and he's like, uh, hey, you think you're ever going ever gonna to race the state of Michigan this year? I said, heck no, there ain't no way. I said, maybe end of July, but I don't know if racetracks will open up that late in the season or not. And it was like two hours later, and I found out we were racing. So it was, uh, I was super happy because they're gone, you know, we just had our baby and stuff, and we didn't want to travel far with her, and, and it just made a lot more you know, sense for us to go up there and all that stuff. So it was uh, pretty cool to do that, and hopefully we can keep it going here and hopefully get some other tracks opened up. And I want to talk to you more about this hot ride that uh, that you're piloting these days, and actually not not just recently, uh, you know, going back to last season. You know, you picked up the win at Merritt on opening night. Um, car looks solid. And then if it wasn't if it wasn't for some guy from Ohio, man, you'd have had your first uh, – would tick uh the end of last year with that car yeah like we just haven't really i mean i, I hate to say it but like the first night out we were really good and i haven't found the i haven't found the balance of the fuel that i want since then we've been on whole new package versus last year for the first three nights of the year like we run fourth last weekend and we really weren't that good so uh i'm actually going back to what i was at last year towards the end there um just see if i can get the feel back that i like um it's just a lot of the rocket guys are on the same package, and I just, for, for whatever reason, I just, I don't know if it's my asphalt driving style or something like that, I just I just can't make it work. So I'm going to go back to what we had there, and we run second to Schlank, and we almost won Oakshade, and, and we almost won Gaines City the next night. So I'm going to go back to that and uh, see how we do this weekend. Or go back or go back to pavement, we'll welcome you back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got to get your thoughts, Chad, on the announcement that was made today by our governor, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, that uh, some of the restrictions are being lifted, the the guidelines are being changed. Um, and so you've raced now, as we mentioned, twice at Merritt Speedway, two weeks in a row. But there are obviously other racetracks in the state uh, that you'd like to go to, primarily another Mike Blackmere facility in Tri-City. Um, what are you hoping to see, maybe even as soon as this weekend, knowing what we know about the governor's announcement today? Well, I would hope to see him race this weekend, but um, I don't know if you like saw the press conference or stuff, but a lot of stuff doesn't start until June 8th or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there was how she outlined it all and everything like that. You know, there's a little, 
I mean, there's a lot of questions and answer, right? So I would like to see him race this weekend. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. Um, I always say, you know, everybody on social media nowadays, you know, they want to be the right one. They want to be the first one to say, I told you so, and stuff like that. So <laughs> I get on there sometimes do a little damage control, and I probably shouldn't. But, uh, well, you keep, know. you know, you know some, some, somebody's got to keep people in check. I think that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I just get tired. You know, everybody wants to be the first one, right? So I, I just, uh, I learned just to be quiet and, and see what happens. I mean, obviously, it's a totally different world we've been today with the protests that are going on and all this. There's just so much going on in the world nowadays, and, you know, we just never really know what's going to happen. But, uh, hopefully, we get to. Hopefully we get to races again. In the midst of everything going on, we just want to do race car things with our race car friends. What? Uh, That's right. What, what is your plan coming up? We know that down in uh, Ohio and Indiana, things are really moving into high gear as far as the racing scene, albeit without fans in the stands. And we know that you sometimes, uh, well, you like to go south of the border to race too. Are you eyeballing anything down in Ohio and Indiana? Yeah, we talked about Attica this weekend. Um, I actually set all the tires up for there today, um, but I'm hoping... Open Tri City gets the race just because when you go to Attica, it's you know it's four hours from come home, and then we normally don't get home until four thirty five o'clock in the morning, and then we gotta get right back up you know ten o'clock or so to head up to Merritt. So uh, hopefully, hopefully I, I don't have to go there this weekend, but if we have to, we have to, and then hopefully go Tri City next weekend. And then we just heard uh, we just heard the announcement uh, last week, which. Which really I wish I could see, but I mean, just to see what it would look like. But uh, Toledo Speedway on the schedule for the Arca Menard D Series. Um, no fans at Toledo Speedway. You, you've you been there many, many times. Um, that would be a, a tough look, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's just totally unprecedented times, right? So we see all the NASCAR races that have been on, and there's nobody in the stands, and everybody gets out of the car after the race. It's a totally different feel, but. Um, it's just kind of we have to go through and kind of weather the storm. And uh, I thought my buddy Kyle Trump almost picking up the win there. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, uh, I was wondering after last year's announcement about you, uh, you know, kind of stepping away from the pavement scene, um, how much you still follow what's going on around pavement short track racing? I don't, to be honest with you. I, I really don't follow it a whole lot. But uh, I've seen, you know, Kyle's a good friend of mine, and I used to help Kyle when first got into late models and he's a heck of a race car driver i tell people that all the time and uh i've seen it was like the 100th, 100th draft pick or something like that but Haley deegan somehow second but um i don't follow it that much um i don't really have i don't really have that itch that much um i really love dirt racing and i put all my time and effort into that so but i'll follow it once in a while but usually not a whole lot so, uh, obviously, with uh, Kyle Crump talking about his run down at Lebanon and uh, I-44 Speedway and Carson Hosevar, who we talked to earlier, got the win. Um, and, and, Chad, for those who don't know, right, you made that decision last year. You said, I'm done with the pavement side of things. I really am going to focus on my dirt career. What, uh, for those who don't know, what sparked that decision last year? Asphalt racing, man, it costs so much money. And you just, anywhere you go, anywhere, you know, you got to be there for, three days you got a day of tech you got a day of practice and and you race and it just uh and i've been doing it since i was like 10 years old you know i, I was ready to do something different with my life and um i decided to make that change you know now while we're on why we're on the pavement subject you kind of walked me into my question um i remember it i think it was the 2016 snowball derby and i was watching that thing and 
I, I think. Bill Stangs. Uh, huh? He already answered Bill you. Bill Stangs. That's an old wound. No, Go ahead and pour the salt to it. Oh, man. Um, I thought you had that thing in the bag. Uh, you got any ambitions to try to win that thing? Because I bet you could. Yeah, that race is so tough, you know, and I haven't been a super since 2017. I think I ran one more race after that, almost won it, the track bar broke at, at the All-American 400. So uh, that's a race I look fondly at. I had a, really good, had a really good car that night. We were there for, I don't know, 10 days or something. And uh, I mean, it just kept storming, you know, it was a race on Sunday. I think we raced on a Wednesday or Thursday night, but um, the race, the race that I, I would never end. That race. Um, it really, really stung. That, I mean, that was a, that was a heartbreaker for sure. But then, the next time I got in the asphalt car, then picked up the Arca race there. So, Chad, that was super special, and a little bit of redemption. We're going to need to find who has the voodoo doll about Chad Finley because you almost win the 2016 Snowball Derby. You almost win the All-American 400. You almost win the Woodtick 100 at Merritt Speedway. What's going on, man? <laughs> I don't know. That's the story of my life. I, 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 people that call me and text me all the time and tell me I have the worst luck anybody that they've ever met in their life or heard of. So, um, Some people used to say that luck is when preparation meets opportunity, but I just I don't I don't really believe in that phrase anymore. Yeah, well, and, you know, that's one thing that I don't think that people can say you don't do. Um, if they see your social media, you have a beautiful shop up in northern Michigan, uh, uh, middle Michigan, if, if you will, and uh, you got a couple of really nice pieces there. How do, your, how do your goals change now? So you make that career decision last year that we're going to go dirt track racing. Obviously, when you're pavement racing, you're doing stuff in the, uh, the truck series with the NASCAR sanction, and, and the goal is probably to move through there as you can after going from ARCA to NASCAR. What's your goals now as you take a step back and, and go dirt side? What do you want to accomplish? I just want to race, but at, at the end of the day, my whole uh, family's in the Hall of Fame for the state of Michigan, and that's something that I really want to do. And, and sometimes, I mean, that's that's my biggest goal, right? So um, I would still like to get back in a truck maybe one or two times. Um, I don't want to pay for it. I, I just want somebody to call me and, and say, hey, we need to put you in this thing. Um, that's the only way I whenever get back in a truck um i'm happy with what i've done asphalt racing i didn't get everything that i wanted to do or that i had set out to do but i'm just really focused on dirt racing right now and, and just trying to get better and i'll have to run some old outlaw races down down the road i guess and we'll just uh see what happens man you got a lot of great people behind you in that uh, 42 car with uh, chad finley racing uh who is it that makes it possible for you to do what you're able to do on the weekends you know, uh, Chip Lofton and ShroudMasters.com really came on board this year. They helped us last year, but they really came on board to help us this year, just kind of give us the next little step. And all of a certified service centers, all my friends, all my family, Hall Anodizing, XLT Engineering, everybody over to Rocket Test, using Anodural Motors. Um, I mean, we got the best stuff that we can get right now. We've got to put the pieces together and, and you know, everything Everything with dirt racing, it just changes so much. It, I mean, it's never the same night tonight anywhere you go so you can be here on one night or a, and then you can turn right back around and be absolutely terrible the next night and i think that's why i like it so much it's just uh such a huge challenge and chad i gotta tell you you know um i raced for 25 years and i raised three girls um uh, racing is not going to mean as much anymore when you get to come home and see those <laughs> eyes man it's going to take i mean if you have a bad night uh, it, it's all going to go away Hey, her first night at the racetrack, we won, so that was cool. Hey, there um, you go. Courtney said she slept the whole time. She didn't 
see any of it. Uh, her her face was covered in dirt, so that's pretty cool. So <laughs> that is awesome. Welcome her into it, right? That is awesome. I'm looking forward to doing that myself, actually. So very cool, Chad. We appreciate you uh, joining us tonight. Uh, real quick, where can folks follow along with what you got going on this season? Uh, we got a site up, chadfinley.com. You can follow me on Facebook at Chad Finley and at Twitter, too. Um, I'm pretty fun to follow on Twitter. I like to poke some fun at people and throw a couple Jed. All right, Chad. Well, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Good luck this weekend wherever you do end up, and we look forward to seeing you soon. All right, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good night. Well, again, our thanks to Chad and uh, Carson for joining us tonight on the program. And, uh, Rich, as we heard Chad mention, there is some racing coming up kind of within our area if you want to go down south a little bit. Uh, Oakshade Raceway back in action and Attica Raceway getting set to go uh, here this coming weekend, of course, albeit without fans. Yeah, so that kind of limits what uh, I want to do, stay close to We've had, we've had a lot of traveling the last couple of weeks. <laughs> 1,200 uh, miles last weekend alone for me, anyhow. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, we'll have to see. Maybe I'll take this weekend off, and then and then we'll see what happens. Kind of let this, uh, you know, the ground settle like you were talking about. Uh, let's see who does uh, make a move to get some racing with some fans around here. And then the following weekend, um, maybe if Ohio follows in suit, Maybe Toledo Speedway will change. Maybe that's just uh, just hoping. But we know they're going to have a race. Uh, if they're going to allow them any fans, they need an announcer. So uh, huh. I know where I'll be then. <laughs> yeah, well, and, you know, in the time that it took for us to do Here's the Deal and the interviews to now, uh, we've seen on social media where racetracks have posted we are getting in touch with our local health uh, officials. We are getting in touch with our local prosecutors. We've got phone calls in asking the question, are we good to go? Are we at 50%? Are we at 100 people or less? Where are we at? So, um, I mean, in, in the time it took, Rich, for me to say that uh, on, on Here's the Deal, people are acting. So, I don't know. Maybe I need to do Here's the Deal more often. I seem to be getting results. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, it, it's your results because everything's happening. You know, you know, it really affects the, the you know, the, the flat rocks, the spring ports, the yep. Kalamazoo's, uh, the I-96s, and, and we can go on and on, you know, the Berlins. We go on and on. And, um, you know, Toledo's a, a little different story uh, on the other side of the border. Uh, they've been ahead of us on this whole thing. So we still have a couple of weeks to go before the Toledo event. Uh, I'm hopeful. But uh, let's see a little bit of progress here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm I'm a little more patient than you are, um, <laughs> obviously. But uh, obviously. If, we can get, if we can get two or three months of good racing in, Zach, after everything that we've been through, um, I am very happy with that. Well, for uh, everything that's going on, uh, I will say watch the Facebook pages, watch our social media and our website as well. Uh, we'll do our best to keep you up to date on, on who's doing what and when they're doing it. Uh, so for Rich France, I'm Zach Heiser inviting you to get to a racetrack as soon as you can and also saying please stay safe and please stay healthy in our current climate that's going on and uh, we look forward to the weekend where we can forget about everything for just a couple of hours. So have a great week. We will talk next Monday right here on Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings on the Motor City Racing Network. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.